It's a reunion every time we embrace those we love, no matter how long it's been. It feels like sunrise, like the clouds are parting and the rain has ended. It is joy, nothing less than pure joy, to grab hold of those who are home for us, who make home for us, whether we wake up to them every day or travel many miles to see them again. It is joy to go home. The prophet Zephaniah tells us to imagine being set free, being unburdened, being released to fully live in the grace and wonder of life itself, surrounded by those who love us like no one else. And then to live like that was our truth even now, even here. John the Baptist reminds us, however, that it takes choices to live in this joy. It doesn't just happen. We choose to make life a joy by how we love others, by how we serve and give and care for others, by how we do the job that we do and how we impact the world around us. We build joy as we build a home in this world and the next. We light these candles, the candle of hope and the candle of peace and of joy as a sign that we walk with a skip in our step because we can see the destination and its pure joy. Thank you to the Warren family for lighting our Advent candles today. Very nicely done. Thank you. And the third week of Advent is known as joy. And what says joy better than a camel and some goats at church, right? Raise your hand. Did you get to see the camel? Anybody? Yeah, that was kind of fun. That was unexpected when you came in today, huh? And did you get to feed goats? Anybody? Yeah, good. I hope you washed your hands. Did you wash your hands after you fed the goats? Please say yes. Oh, no. Okay. Um, well, there's some hand sanitizer stations right at the doors if you need them. Um, but it is a true joy to come to church and see live animals and see one another. What great things um, we're doing today. And I'm glad because we're in a weird place of Advent. This is the third Sunday of Advent, and we're right at that point in the season where we think we've got a hold on things. We feel like we've got some time, but yet tomorrow we're going to feel like we're rushing. <laughs> we're at that weird place where we're like, oh no, we've got plenty of time, but hold on a second. We're about to start the last week of school before the holidays. And oh no, we feel like we've got a handle on the shopping, but oh, maybe not because we don't have a lot longer. All these deadlines keep coming up in my inbox. Order now for Christmas. If you want Christmas delivery, we're so sorry. It's going to take a while. So it's in a weird place. We feel like we have a handle on things, but yet we're about to start to go quickly. It's so easy in this point of the season for us to get worried and for us to get anxious. And I think somehow 
It's a normal thing because scripture tells us today about how we shouldn't worry or be anxious in anything. And our scripture comes from Philippians. And it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone for the Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, let that peace guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So even before we begin to worry, may we remember to be in a moment of prayer in a season of supplication, so that we make our real request to God in that joyful spirit. That's what we celebrate today of Advent. And along the way of our Advent journey here at Chapel Roswell, we are in our train station and we've been making stops. And every week you've gotten your wonderful ticket punched. I want to remind you, we started in Atlanta And we learned uh, the symbol of the day for that particular first Sunday were the tracks of the train. And we learned through our newsletter about Terminus, how Atlanta was just the zero mile marker. It was really only known as the last stop of the train. And this area of Atlanta all of a sudden had unexpected growth. And then the next week, last week, We had a stamp for Galilee, and we heard from the messenger, and the symbol of the day of the train station was the clock, because the messenger reminded us, we do not know when the one who is coming will be here. We cannot set our clock like we can for a train schedule, so live our lives as if the Christ child is being born now in these moments. And we remember the area of Galilee that had the unexpected teachings of the life of Christ. And normally we get our ticket punched at the end of our service, but today we got it punched before. Because today on our train, we're making a stop at Jordan. And the symbol of our train station for the day to help us think through that Advent story is the bench. If you've ever been to a train station, you know there's always a bench. And the bench can become a lot of things for a lot of people. The bench is a place where you have your meal. You can eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or a snack on a bench. A bench is a place where you wait for you to get on the train. And a bench can also be a place where someone waits on the arrival of a train. You never know who you're going to see on a bench at the train station. And today, since we are making a stop in Jordan, we have two friends that happen to be waiting for us on our bench. Rochella and William, they live in Jordan. And so today, they're going to take a moment and they're going to be our storyteller. They're going to be our tour guide and they're going to be our messengers to remember a piece of Advent. So the train should be coming soon. So we'll just sit here and wait. That's okay. Okay. Ah, right. oh, boy. It's beautiful here in Jordan this time of year. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I was just thinking, um, you know, if my foot feels better, mm-hmm. maybe I could ride the dead to red again this year. What do you think? You mean that bike ride where you ride 200 kilometers from the Dead Sea to the Red Sea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've done it before. Yeah. should be fun. I yeah. get some of my friends to do it. It's really cool that we live in Jordan and we, we love our life there and you get to do adventures like that, like the Dead to Red. Yeah, well, it's that. And we, we get to actually see camels sometimes, mm-hmm. lots of sheep, lots mm-hmm. of shepherds. Yes. Man, um, mm-hmm. it just makes me think about, you know, we're going to see our Roswell friends are going to come and we're going to be telling them all about Jordan. And uh, it, it just feels like this time of year at Christmas, I think, is so countercultural, some of the things that we have to do in our life here in mm-hmm. Jordan. Um, it's like Mary and Joseph. They, they were, you know, asked to do things by God that, that nobody would ever think could ever happen. You know, having a baby with, from the Holy Spirit and, and Joseph, oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in a big problem because here's his wife to be and she's pregnant. You know, what do you do there? So I think about all the circumstances we encounter are very similar to that. Yeah, I felt I think I felt a lot like Mary, you know, when the Lord told us you need to go live in Jordan. You know, it was so scary. It was so countercultural. It seemed like kind of irrational that uh, that we'd go to Jordan. But it's so awesome because now God has given us like a whole new family in yeah, Jordan, yeah. and all the Syrian refugees that arrive, that we see arriving in Jordan, yeah. that, that we get the love and yeah. have as our family. And we and talking about, you know, these people showing up, we, we encounter new people all the time. Some of them are people open to hear about who Jesus is, and some not so much, but uh, we still mm-hmm. want to be physically Jesus on the ground here in Jordan. Yeah. You know, I think most people know about our work you know, in a medical clinic, and we get to do medical work, and, you know, that we get to see patients, and you manage the clinic, Mm -hmm. and that's really cool, but I think what people don't realize is the best part of our life is the time that we get to spend with people in their homes, and, like, I remember the day that uh, my friend Ahed came to our clinic with her boys. You were there, and you met her teenage boys, and I saw her as a patient, and then she invited me to her uh, her house, yeah. and now we get to go to their house all the time, yeah. and we they learn about Jesus through our actions, and we share stories, and yeah. we play games, and yeah. it's so cool because when an air person invites you to come to their home, they actually mean it, <laughs> and they want they want to cook for you. So yeah, we, eat, we get to eat so much great food, great, great Arabic food. Um, mm-hmm. Their boys are great, and we you know we. We get to watch people in their life that are going through some really difficult times, Syrian families that have nothing. They've lost everything. And we get to just sort of be a little bit of salt and light to them. And, and there are times when I, I pinch myself. It's like, this is cool. I get to do this um, yeah. with some of our friends. Mm-hmm. Remember when uh, we had them over for Christmas one year uh-huh. and we got to share the Christmas story uh-huh. and we used a video yeah. to, to show them the Christmas story. But... I think what you love best is the adventure. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you like going out yeah. and taking these boys camping. Yeah, we go out of the camping in the wilderness, not far from the city. And what's really cool is that every now and then you'll, you'll hear the tingling bells of, of the sheep shepherd coming down the hill, mm-hmm. moving his sheep from place to place. And it amazes me because that scene of the shepherd has not changed for thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. 
And it reminds me of like how the shepherds heard the story of Jesus. And these, these boys know that story now. They know how the shepherds left their flock to go see the baby Jesus in Bethlehem. And we get to see that scene all the time, and it's so enriching to us. And it, it really enables us to, to feel the scripture in a different way, in a very deep way. So yeah. I love it. It's, uh, it's so much fun to be a part of the world in the Middle East, um, a place that is really the same place that Jesus would have lived. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I just think it's like we were so unlikely. I feel like we were such unlikely people, really kind of unworthy to even be called to go do yeah. this work. Yeah. But he calls us, and it's just really, you know, just our obedience yeah. in doing whatever is in front of us. And I think that's a challenge for all of us in this new season mm-hmm. to, like, be with those that are in front of us and just love people and spend time with people. And yeah. I think we can all be challenged. Yeah, we that. don't need to be in Jordan to do that. We, yeah. We can do it right now this afternoon. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in America, we can do this. We can be the salt and life, light. And that's, um, that's really what we get to do all the time. Yeah. So, so hey, I think they've just arrived. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Can you imagine being able to hear the bells of a shepherd? Can you imagine being able to see the sheep? To be able to ride a bike from the Dead Sea to the Red Sea? Oh, my goodness. And to see the places as Jesus would have seen them and to hear the stories of shepherds. So thank you so much for sharing. There is something amazing. Whenever I hear Rochella and William speak, I'm reminded of the family that they have in Jordan. And I'm reminded of the people that invite them into their home and the food that they cook and the culture that they're immersed in. Um, It's an unexpected family. And that's the story of Advent. It's being open to unexpected family that God puts in your lives. It could be that unexpected child. It could be an unexpected friend. It could be an unexpected just person you meet on a bench. At my children's schools, they have something called a buddy bench. Do you know what a buddy bench is? Anybody? Really? Yeah. What's a buddy bench? What's a... I don't really know. Okay, you've seen it, though. You know it's there. Anybody know what a buddy bench is? Yes. Yes. A buddy bench is something that they have at schools around a playground. And when someone's friend didn't come to school that day, or when someone's feeling lonely, where does that friend sit? On the buddy bench. They go to the buddy bench, and that's a sign for the rest of the kids outside to know that person needs a friend. And so it's a sign to say, come and hang out with us. Come, tell us your story. What's your name? Just come and play. And this may feel like something that's great for elementary schools, but not for us. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. There's a project called the Friendship Bench in Zimbabwe. And that's what the Buddy Bench is modeled after. It's been happening for about two decades. In a Friendship Bench, they have put all around Zimbabwe. And what it does is they have trained what they call grandmothers, matriarchs. 
And they've trained them not to be official therapists or counselors, but to be good listeners and to make a balance of listening and helping. And what they found is grandmothers sit on these benches and they just wait. And eventually someone sits down next to them and they share their name and they share their story. And in a way they say, I need a friend, can you play? And what has happened is that the statistics show that mental health has increased and depression has gone down. And what it tells me this day as I think about the people on the bench, I think about a world that's waiting for someone. I think about a world that's waiting for someone to say, what's your name? Do you want to come over? Will you be my friend? Because somebody else I was waiting on, they didn't show up or they just didn't come to school or they're not who I expected them to be. And so I need someone else to sit and to listen and invite me in. Mary and Joseph, they did that. They're in a situation that they didn't have to be in. And they're in a place that they didn't have to say yes, but they did. And the unexpected family turned out to be shepherds. And the unexpected family said, you can't come here, but go there. And the family that was made in that place, in that major, was life-saving. And so who you meet along the way this season of Advent could possibly save your life if you let it. And that's what we celebrate. That's what we wait for. And that's the joy. And every time we show up and we sit on these benches in Chapel Roswell, it is an open invitation to say to one another, sit with me, know my name, know what I'm going through because I'm needing some help today. And I'm here to be your friend along the way. And that, my friends, is how we will meet Christ every day of the week. And so we rejoice as we wait for the one who is to come and meet us in this place. Amen. Pray with me. Gracious and holy Lord, You are a Lord of life and you are the Lord of love. And you are the Lord of unexpected surprises and miracles. And for all of that, we say thank you. Thank you for living in our hearts in such a way that we know a sense of hope and a sense of peace and a sense of joy already. But Lord, may you use those things within us to inspire us to do more. Inspire us to give generously of who we are to other people and inspire us to give of ourselves so that this church can be a manifestation of what you need it to be. May we be the angels. 
May we be the shepherds. May we be the guardians. May we be the messengers. May we be the unexpected family for this community and more. We know there are people who are being told no a lot. And so for them, may you bring them to a place of goodness. May you bring them to a place where someone's waiting for them. We also know there are people who have been woken up by storms and by tornadoes and by hurricanes. And so we pray for those people who are rebuilding and who are just getting a census of what is to be. And we pray for the many women who are expecting a child and for the many women who want to be. We pray for every parent. We pray for every adult and every family. We pray for those who are traveling as well, Lord, even if it feels like a, a, a trip that may or may not be stressful. We pray your blessings on it. So take us and use us this week in this season. Amen.